President Biden traveled to Philadelphia today and spoke at an event with firefighters. Biden can relate to firefighters because he's also sliding down the poles. <laughs> you smell smoke! Well, sliding down the poles, I think he's talking about the poles, not the fire poles, like, uh, you know, at Anderson Cooper's fun house in New York. You know, he bought a firehouse for parties. He does... Uh, he does pretty well financially, as I understand it. And then there's that whole family fortune thing. But that's not important now. Well, good morning to you and happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Joe Biden spoke yesterday. Therefore, he said really dumb things. And that's why the Democrats will not have him. Well, one of the reasons. The Democrats will not have him as their nominee come election day, as I predicted so wisely many months ago now. You found the date yesterday, right, of that uh, uh, thing. Kamala Harris spoke yesterday, and she was heckled by a crazy leftist who's pro-terrorist. You know, the Democrat Party, they're the party of the KKK, America's original terrorist group, the Democrat Party. They also gave us lots of other terrorist groups, the groups, the SDS and the Weather Underground and the Symbionese Liberation Army. Now they're the Antifa people, which was a radical left group founded in Germany in the 1930s. And now the Democrats have picked up the torch, if you will. And uh, they're chanting, the Jews will not replace us. Is that, is that what they're doing now? Yeah, because that's, uh, that's the one thing I guess that would cross the line. Oh, speaking of which, the board I just saw at the Harvard University, perhaps you've heard of it, Harvard's board voted to keep Claudine Gay. Her name is Gay, and she's a woman of color. They can't let her go. I knew they couldn't let her go. It doesn't matter. You could pull billions of dollars, and they'd say, nope, we're sticking with the woman of color named Gay because, you know, they're the Democrat Party. Harvard's board voted to keep Claudine Gay as president. She came under fire after a congressional hearing on anti-Semitism. Well, it was really because of what she said in the congressional hearing on anti-Semitism, but why would we pay any attention to that? So they, uh, they love anti-Semitism. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Because, you know, if these were all Republican-controlled institutions, the news media would be going bat guano crazy. They'd be throwing themselves off of rooftops in New York and splatting on the ground. Because they'd be subs, they'd be engaged in self-immolation. You know how they love self-immolation. They, not all of the Democrats, but some of them. There was one. Have we gotten an idea on that uh, self-immolating lady in Atlanta? When was that? Uh, how long ago was that? A long time ago. And uh, still haven't gotten an idea on that woman. She's, I think, last time I looked, still in the hospital with third-degree burns all over her body because she loves terrorism and hates the Jews. We should whip out that Tom Lehrer song today. We haven't played that in a long time. I can't believe we haven't brought it back during the latest uh, the latest episodes. And Joe Biden, I mentioned Joe Biden. He said yesterday that uh, the uh, deadliest day since the Holocaust, he said, uh, he's talking about October 7th of this year. He said 65 years ago, 65 years ago, his brain, she's a broke, she's a no good. Not good at all. And Joe Biden, the media is very excited. Joe Biden said, I'm a Zionist. 
I, I've been uh, saying this forever, including repeatedly since October 7th, you know, I believe that Israel has a right to exist and shouldn't be wiped off the map from the river to the sea, and Democrats do. Chris, if you ask your average Democrat what river and what sea, there was a fun survey done by a college professor of hundreds of college students. Most of them had no idea what river they were chanting about, what sea they were chanting about. They said, I don't know, the Euphrates and the Caribbean? That's literally some of the answers. The Atlantic Ocean? They thought the sea was the Atlantic Ocean. Not a bright bunch of people. Ivy League, you know, the poison Ivy League. Who used uh, Poison Ivy League uh, last night? Um, I don't know. Everybody's using it now. It, it's, uh, it's caught on. It's a good one. It's, it's kind of like, uh, were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. That's caught on pretty well, too. But, but Poison Ivy League is much easier. And when you hear it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, sure, the Poison Ivy League. No doubt. That's the thing. Also, speaking of Democrats, uh, elderly Jewish couple in Beverly Hills, beaten with belt, the belt buckle. Uh, the uh, Democrat came up and beat them, screaming, give me your earrings, Jew. Give me your earrings, Jew. Democrats should be wearing armbands so that we can uh, differentiate them from normal people in crowds and things. Really, it's about time they start wearing armbands. What would the Democrat Party armband look like? What kind of insignia would the Democrat Party armband have on the uh, on the armband, they should uh, yeah. This nice Jewish couple, an elderly Jewish couple with with uh, thick, I I think Israeli accents, and they were beaten. And the man with uh, stitches on the top of his head and and blood everywhere. Uh, Give me your earrings, Jew. That is the uh, what the Democrat said while attacking them. Elderly Jewish couple beaten with belt. Man screamed, "Give me your earrings, Jew." While on their way to a Beverly Hills synagogue, no less, they were on their way to the synagogue when they were attacked by, by the Democrat. And there's been an arrest. There's been an arrest in the case. And uh, police would only say that it's a, a Democrat. So that's, the, that's the thing, because the Democrat Party, is the, they've become the goose-stepping, armband-wearing. You know, they've been violent for a year. Come on, they've been violent forever. They gave us the Confederate States of America, the KKK, Jim Crow laws, lynching. That's your Democrat Party. Students for a Democratic Society, the Weathermen, which was deemed sexist, so they changed it to the Weather Underground. The Symbionese Liberation Army, the, they kidnapped, you know, uh, uh, Patty Hearst, and they kill cops and robbed armored cars, and, and they get tenure at a major American universities for doing it, too, just by the way, because, you know, they look out for each other, just like Claudine Gay at uh, Harvard University. Pretty amazing stuff. But uh, in Beverly Hills, police identified the criminal that attacked the elderly Jewish couple on their way to synagogue, beat their heads in, uh, stitches, blood everywhere. Uh, give me your earrings, Jew. Is Jerris Salagi, Jerris Salagi, 44 years old, a regular Democrat Party voter, to be sure demanded the earrings uh, beat over the head, all that stuff. But we'll, we'll get into that because it's just regular Democrat Party stuff. Now, the news media doesn't cover it. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the LA Times, CNN, they don't cover this stuff. Amazing. Now, also, I mentioned Kamala, Kamala Harris, at a holiday party. Can't call it a Christmas party, but a holiday party. A Democrat state representative from Delaware, 
from Delaware, that's where Joe Biden's from, interrupted kind of, but he's also from, politicians are very often from a lot of different places. Have you noticed this? Yeah, he's also from uh, Pennsylvania. He's, he's from, where else is he from? He's from a lot of places. He's from Scranton. Is he really from Scranton? He lived there for a minute when he was a kid. Uh, Democrat state representative, so an elected Democrat holding public office, from Delaware interrupted Kamala Harris's holiday party tonight, screaming about a ceasefire. Kamala responds with, right now I am speaking. Well, she's trying anyway. Uh, But what the crazy Democrat was yelling about was the poor Palestinians because they need to be free to murder all the Jews from the river to the sea. They should bring their belts with big metal belt buckles and things like that. You don't hear about people using their belt buckles to bash in the heads of elderly Jewish people or otherwise very often. Yeah, but the Democrat is yelling that in Bethlehem, baby Jesus is under rubble. I don't think this Democrat understands very much, doesn't understand a lot at all. Did you know that Bethlehem, in Bethlehem, baby Jesus is under rubble? And Kamala is saying, hey, I'm talking over here, I'm talking, because Got that going. Uh, also, the uh, speaking of the anti-Semitism of the Democrat Party, uh, the there are American hostages being held by Hamas, which is a radical Islamic terrorist group, and they're torturing and raping and murdering and promising that nobody will be let out alive and all this stuff. And the families of the American, who, who the news media have completely abandoned, it's not like they're news reporters in Moscow, where they still get a lot of attention, but families of American hostages not invited to White House Hanukkah reception, even though the families requested of the White House, hey, we see you have the Hanukkah party, our our family members being held hostage by Hamas. It uh, ought to be a big deal, but it isn't because there are Democrats in the White House and the news media is not going to ask a single stinking question about it because they're rotten to the core. The families requested of the White House invitations to the Hanukkah reception, and not only were they not invited, they didn't even get a response. They didn't get a courtesy, the courtesy of a response of any kind from the White House. Pretty amazing stuff. Mm. Yes, sir. And he snubbed the hostage families. The New York Post has this story, and the Washington Post doesn't because they're filthy, filthy, rotten people. Uh, and so we got that. And and uh, now Saturday Night Live, people actually Monday, yesterday, started making fun of Saturday Night Live for attacking Congresswoman Elise Stefanik instead of the college presidents because it's all propaganda all the time. Speaking of which, um, Liz Cheney was on last night with Stephen Colbert on the late-night television, which is just another propaganda outlet for the left, for the radical, anti-Semitic, rioting, looting, police car burning left, you know, the Democrat Party. And um, and there was kind of a ridiculous exchange with Colbert and Liz Cheney, and I, I want to share that with you as well, because it's all Democrat Party propaganda. Now, why was Liz Cheney on? Well, she has an anti-Trump book, and my enemy's enemy is my friend, as the jihadis say, so Stephen Colbert and Liz Cheney and Liz Cheney are now sleeping together. Are they really? Is that true? Because I saw that on the internet. They have fact checkers on the internet, so it must be true. 
All right, they're not sleeping together. But Liz Cheney uh, and Stephen Colbert, they're buddies for life, best friends for life now, because they both hate Trump. And that's all you need. It's my enemy's enemy, as my friend. Remarkable stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, and Jamie Raskin, he's a pirate. Arr. And uh, he's a member of Congress. He's a Democrat, and he lies a lot. He's a big, fat liar. And nobody trusts him. Nobody believes him, except the Washington Post. They believe him and they trust him. But uh, Jamie Raskin, amazing stuff. Going after Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. Raskin is Jewish. Stefanik, I believe, is not. And uh, it was Elise Stefanik bringing up the truths at the uh, anti-Semitism hearing. So it's like the Democrat Party always gets the, they get the black guy to attack the black Republicans, right? And they get the white lesbian to attack the white lesbian Republican. So they got Jamie Raskin Jewish to attack Elise Stefanik because he's Jewish. And that it gives them a little, it's a fig leaf. It gives them some cover while they smear and slander people better than themselves and attack what is true while advancing what is false. You know, your Democrat Party. So uh, we got that. Elise Stefanik responded yesterday. She has an X account, and she and she pointed a few things out to Jamie Raskin that perhaps he's unaware of because he's not a particularly intelligent man. He's just a Democrat. We got that. Also, if you're a Democrat and you're black, why? I got to say, why? And the radical left-wing Politico says today, a fifth of black voters, that would be 20% of black voters, want someone else rather than Trump or Biden. But they want someone other than Biden. You know, a fifth of Republicans want someone other than Trump. Doesn't come as a surprise, but the radical uh, left-wing typists at Politico They led with Trump. A fifth of black voters want someone other than Trump. That comes as uh, uh, very unsurprising news that they want someone other than Biden is the actual story, but the Politico buries it behind their Trump hatred. So we got that. Also, uh, speaking of which, um, a black guy who was on the Bernie Sanders campaign and uh, Joe Biden activists uh, raising money for Joe Biden is uh, now leaving the Democrat Party because maybe he listened to talk radio for 20 minutes and removed his head from the dark and remote location into which he had buried it. Uh, Ukraine, we got Volodymyr Zelensky in Washington today. He's got a tin cup, and he wants to fill it with $61 billion of our money, and he wants to make sure there is no accountability when it comes to where that money goes. And he's got... Friends and allies in the Democrat Party and the news media, but I repeat myself, Zelensky is going to meet with uh, Biden, and they're going to they're going to say, "Oh no, we need sixty-one billion dollars. Otherwise, it'll be World War III, and your children will die." It reminds me of uh, Michael Beschloss, the presidential historian, that uh, if the Republicans won the midterm elections, that your children would be killed. This is the new Democrat Party talking point, too. That if you don't give them the $61 billion now, now, then your sons and your nieces and nephews will have to go and die in Europe. And it's all the Republicans' fault. That's the story that they're selling today, and the news media is carrying it for them. Uh, also, what causes homelessness in San Francisco? Well, a Democrat... He's got the answer. You'll never guess what it is. 
We are at 888-630-9625. Think about it for a minute. What causes homelessness in San Francisco? It might not be what you think it is, but this left-wing radical Democrat, he's got the answer. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Oh, wait, we're back. All right, I uh, we just got a great call. We got a great call. Jasmine is in control today. And uh, got, a, uh, got a great call from, uh, where are we now? From John in Montana. Is that what it is, John in Montana? I think that's right. John in Montana called <clears throat> to enlighten me, something I didn't know about Poison Ivy League, and I want to uh, share that with you coming up because wild, man, wild. Now, uh, do we have time? We have just barely, just barely enough time. Let's go to Ron in Manassas who has an idea for the Democrat Party's armband and what their symbol should be. Ron, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, great, uh, Great elevator loop there. I uh, really enjoyed that music. Hey, um, got an idea for uh, the RBN for the Democrats. Um, a field of red, a pentagram that is green. Each of the colors and each of the symbols uh, have uh, have meaning there. Red for uh, communism, uh-huh. green for the Greens, and uh, a pentagram for Satan, who they seem to worship and uh, support. I like it very much. A red armband with a green pentagram. The uh, color of Islamism, green. The color of communism, red. The pentagram, Satan. Ron, it's genius. That didn't take long. Beautiful. Aha. Okay, I'm going to get in just a moment to uh, Poison Ivy League. Poison Ivy League, an update on that. Thanks to one of our brilliant listeners out there in America. Uh, but before I do, I was talking about, okay, you know, I, I've been saying for a long time the Democrats should be wearing armbands, and that's never been more true than it is today. You got the Democrat beating the elderly Jewish couple, couple over the head in Beverly Hills and robbing them. Say, give me the, give me the jewelry, Jew, and... And I think they should be wearing armbands so we can spot them from a distance. And Ron, Ron called in with uh, great advice, a red armband with a green star. See, it, it's a pentagram. It's a pentagram, a five-pointed star. It's like the, you know, the pentagram. It, that, that's the sign of the werewolf, too. If I remember Maria Ospenskaya in The Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. The sign of the pentagram. And... 
Uh, it's true. The Democrat the pentagram is a sign of Satan as well. And the green is uh, Islam and Islamism at this moment in our history. Red, of course, the color of communism, which is why the Democrats labeled the Republican Party red and labeled themselves blue. Blue has a very positive connotation as a color. Red has a very negative connotation as a color, in part because all the commies and all the murder and the you know plundering and all that stuff. But uh, with that, let's go to let's go to Don calling from Nebraska with another idea. Don, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thank you. The armband should just be simple: a black armband with a white sheep on it. Black armband. White sheep. I like it. I like the white sheep. Now, let me suggest the uh, the entire armband will be black. And then there would be a red circle with a white sheep in it. What do you think? Works for me. We're just spitballing here. You know, we're designing the Democrat Party's armband. We should roll it out. Uh, you think we could do that in time for Christmas? You could give it to your left-wing friends at Christmas time. Hey, hey, you guys, are. I got you a party armband. I think it's. I think they're both great ideas. Uh, Don, beautiful day in Nebraska. Has winter hit you yet? Uh, once, but it all melted. Give me more <laughs> of that climate change. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Growing up in the North Shore of Chicago, uh, I always pined for uh, climate change, but it didn't come. I still have a lot of family there, and you live in Nebraska. You live north of Chicago. Climate change sounds like a really good idea, doesn't it, Don? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the suggestion. It's very good. Black armband uh, and uh, white sheep. That's a racial reference in this case, too, because, you know, it's the Democrat Party of the Confederacy and the Klan and lynching and Jim Crow. So it should be a white sheep, I think. You know, know, we've got to talk about this, though, because they're kind of the black sheep of civilization the leftist, anti-Semitic, the, we'll, we'll talk about it. We're still designing the Democrat Party's armband, which they ought to be wearing soon. Now, let me uh, share with you because I, um, I started using the term Poison Ivy League some weeks ago uh, about the, the anti-Semitic protests and marches on the campuses of Ivy League colleges, right? Where, for example, Hunter Biden who, while he was going to Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., was smoking crack with Marion Barry in Georgetown and at bars and things. And then he actually went to Georgetown Law School for one year, I looked it up, before transferring to Yale Law School, where he finished his legal education, which he never really used. He might be using it now with all the charges against him and everything. But he's an Ivy League law school grad, and, uh, you know, the, and the Poison Ivy League, I've been talking about the Poison Ivy League, and, it, and it's, it's kind of caught on, more than kind of. It's caught on. A lot of people have been using it. Uh, I think Bill Maher used it. Late Night TV has used it, the Poison Ivy League, and, and uh, politicians are using it. Other, I know members of Congress have used Poison Ivy League, and I think it's fun. And I've seen places online where it was attributed to me as the point of origin which is fair enough because it probably was in the uh, in the modern times. Now, John called just a while ago from Montana, from the great state of Montana, and said, you know, Chris, Poison Ivy League, 
Actually, there is an Elvis song called Poison Ivy League, and Elvis himself, uh, back in the day, made this a big song, and it was a big song. It's in the it's in the movie uh, Roustabout with Elvis Presley, and uh, I don't know if he had it on albums or elsewhere, but in the movie Roustabout, Elvis Presley sang the song Poison Ivy League, and and it's fun. He's making fun of the Ivy League weasels even back then. Hail to the old Ivy League, Poison Ivy League, he sang, he sang and uh, the rah-rah boys are sitting around the table tonight the rah-rah boys uh, uh, have lots of plans in view, he says. They're going to have panty raids. They're going to have panty raids. You did that now, everybody go to prison for about 45 years. That's the thing. And make their own lemonade. And they're going to make their own lemonade. I think that might imply that there's vodka in there or something. They're going to live it, live it up just like the big boys do. Poison Ivy League, boys in that Ivy League. And... I said, give me an itch. Any sons of the rich at Poison Ivy League. See, Elvis was all about it long before, long before all this stuff came along, and long before. And it's not a big surprise. And when I said it, Sebastian Gork and I were talking about it. And he said, "Hey, you know, pretty good. People are people are quoting you in the Poison Ivy League." And I said, "Well, it's so obvious, isn't it? As soon as you hear it, it's it's like, oh yeah, Poison Ivy League. That makes sense." And little did I know at the time that there was an Elvis song on the Poison Ivy League, which is a lot of fun. And he actually sings, in one part, he sings about about Hunter Biden here, doesn't he? As long as dear old dad is president, you can bet they'll be the head of the company as long as uh, dear old dad is president. Say, wait a minute, hang on, that's kind of crazy. That's right, the rah-rah boys are being groomed for business someday for better things to college, they were sent, he says. And you can bet that they'll be the head of the company as long as dear old daddy's president. Hey, wait a minute. That is that is the Hunter Biden song. This is because he went to Yale Law School for two years, not for three years. But it was the second and the third year of law school. That's it. Poison Ivy League, boys. That Poison Ivy. So loaded with cash, they give me a rash. That Poison Ivy League. That's good stuff. But I love the, uh, I love the, you can bet they'll be the head of the company as long as dear old daddy's president. That is great. So loaded with cash, they give me a rash. Is they going to be the head of the company as long as dear old daddy's president? And uh, Hunter became the head of, I think, 22 shell companies, right? LLCs. Nobody knows what they are. Nobody knows what business they do. Nobody knows anything about any of that. You know, and, but I was reminded while listening to the lyrics and reading the lyrics here at the same time, that, uh, you know, packed with all the cash, the Ivy League loaded with cash, they give me a rash. It reminds me of the left-wing San Francisco city councilman, right, who is, he is, I think he describes, self-describes as a democratic socialist, which means he's a communist because they lie about everything. And Bernie Sanders is the big wig in the Democratic Socialist Party. You may remember he honeymooned in the Soviet Union when it was the Soviet Union, when it was the USSR. But here comes a radical left-wing extremist, that is to say mainstream Democrat, 
in San Francisco. And the story is not in the New York Times or the Washington Post, but the headline in the Daily Mail out of Great Britain. They're covering it, but our filthy, corrupt media, they're not covering it. Liberal San Francisco supervisor Dean Preston blames capitalism for city's sprawling homeless problem and says it's counterproductive to arrest people for openly doing illegal drugs in public. It's counterproductive because what's productive is letting them die of overdoses on the sidewalk. That's productive when you're a communist, you see. And this guy is just a typical leftist, uh, democratic socialist. Let's say if they have elections, democratic socialist, until they stop having elections because, you know, that's your, that's your left, just in case you haven't been tracking what's going on with the left out here. But that's the, that's the thing about them. <clears throat> San Francisco Democrat, just great stuff, says homelessness crisis in his district is, quote, absolutely the result of capitalism. That's it. <clears throat> Anything they say is probably wrong. To be generous. District 5 Supervisor Dean Preston has also called for defunding the police department. Naturally, he has, he's, a, he's a Democrat. He's a communist. So he wants to defund the police, doing drugs out in the open, just fine, very, very good. Uh, and you should die out there because that's Dean Preston's plan for you. And it's capitalism that is the problem. That's why there is homelessness. Whereas if there were communism, there would just be slavery for everybody. And you'd all effectively be homeless because you couldn't own a home. See, that's the one of the things about, about these guys. Dean Preston, a um, mainstream Democrat. Mm-mm-mm. And our news media that just doesn't cover the news if it's not good for the Democrat Party. Truly extraordinary. That's right. Absolutely the result of capitalism. That's what he said. The New York Post has the story. The Washington Post doesn't. San Francisco Supervisor Dean Preston claimed the city's homeless, homelessness problems were, quote, absolutely the result of capitalism, end quote. And it was, quote, counterproductive, he said, end quote, to arrest people for openly doing drugs. Preston's District 5 includes the Tenderloin District. You know, you shouldn't live in a place that's called the Tenderloin District. You really shouldn't. An area known for its open-air drug market. Nearly half of the city's homeless population lived in his district in 2022, the San Francisco Chronicle reported. The Democratic Socialist Supervisor, they don't call it the city council, they call it the board of supervisors there. You're not a city councilman, you're a supervisor. He argued his district was particularly affected by homelessness because of the country's economic structure. He said, I think what you're seeing in the tenderloin is absolutely the result of capitalism and what happens in capitalism to the people at the bottom rungs. Well, you're giving them free drugs so they can die on the sidewalk and you leave their bodies there until the vultures tear them apart. 
you know, the North American uh, turkey buzzard, right? That's the North American uh, turkey buzzard. That's the turkey vulture. They'll swoop right in. The biggest driver of why folks are on the streets is because they lose their jobs. Whereas in uh, communism, nobody actually has a job. We pretend to work and they pretend to pay us, as they used to say in the Soviet Union. They lose their jobs, income, or were evicted from their homes. But surely that's impossible in San Francisco, usually for not being able to pay the rent. That's very often why you're evicted if you don't pay the rent for a long time. But they believe in squatters. In fact, in Frederick, Maryland, I heard on the news this morning, three squatters living in a house not their own. And they had to be rescued by 75 firefighters because the house they're living in went up in flames. And the three squatters fled the house while it was up in flames. And now the joke line is, uh, police and firefighters are investigating the cause of the blaze. The cause is the squatters. That's what's going on there. Yeah, so he's a democratic socialist. Capitalism has not made our city any safer. It's actually made it less safe. It increases overdoses. He says you should be allowed to lay out on the street and do illegal drugs. That will increase overdoses. Sure. That's your Democrat party. He cleans up. He's got a haircut. He wears a suit with a striped tie and round glasses. He looks like a normal person. But he's not. He's a Democrat. Well, well, well. Yeah, I love this uh, This uh, communists in San Francisco that blames capitalism for homelessness. That makes a lot of sense. In September, Tesla CEO Elon Musk claimed that Preston, this radical leftist city councilman in San Francisco, was probably the person, quote, most responsible for the destruction of San Francisco. Elon Musk said that about this city council member. And the radical leftist extremist who blames capitalism for homelessness, which makes no sense at all, said, I'm a democratic socialist who has successfully stopped thousands of evictions, housed homeless families, and taxed the rich to raise hundreds of millions of dollars for affordable housing. How can affordable housing cost hundreds of millions of dollars? That doesn't sound very affordable, does it? No, it doesn't. He says, it's no surprise that a right-wing billionaire like Musk doesn't like me. What makes Musk a right-wing? What, that he likes free speech and the left doesn't? Is that it? That uh, he thinks that in the marketplace of ideas, more ideas are better and that bad ideas are shot down with better ideas. You know, the American way. And he had to come from South Africa to rattle the cages of these radical leftists who, who think that hundreds of, hundreds of millions of dollars are needed for affordable housing because that makes sense to a communist. Right? And he's taxed the rich to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, well, let's look at your neighborhood, shall we? How's that going? Because you guys have been charged for a long, long time. And there is capitalism in San Francisco, or at least there was. But for the most part, the capitalists have been fleeing San Francisco 
because of the crime and the filth and the human feces everywhere and the mentally ill, drug-addicted, homeless people sprawled out all over the sidewalks with your grandmother and your children tripping over them because Democrats. That's the actual explanation. What more do you need in the way of an explanation? The Democrats. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Listen, we've got uh, Joe Biden coming up. Joe Biden spoke yesterday, and he said some pretty ridiculous things. Kamala Harris tried to speak yesterday, but a pretty ridiculous Democrat heckled an elected official Democrat, heckled and shut down Kamala Harris in the middle of her lame brain speech. I've got that for you coming up. And uh, did you hear about the guy arrested for threatening to murder Vivek Ramaswamy? He was, what was he, Michael? Oh, a Democrat. He was a Democrat. So we've got that coming up. All kinds of crazy stuff. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.